you know, if you need to write down affirmations on your mirror every morning to say, I am worthy, money is good, I'm a magnet, I'm abundant, whatever it is you need to do on a daily, hourly basis to believe that you are worthy and abundant, do it. Because the more money you make, the more people you can help, the world is a better place. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. This week is brought to you by our friends at Drew Coffee and Kinder Beauty. For those of you who love delicious coffee, you got to give Drew a try. You can get 30% off at checkout using code ADULTING. And with Kinder Beauty, guys, they are the number one cruelty-free vegan beauty subscription box. Uh, people love their monthly kind of beauty box and right now you can get 50% off your first month using code Daniela Monet 50 at checkout that's Daniela Monet 50 at checkout so check out Drew check out Kinder but until then as always sit back relax or baby keep it pushing This is still the right show. Yeah, we'll meet you where you are in your life or your car. If you need all your fire, you got a cat or a dog. Good vibes or a problem in school or got a job. We just want to know who you are. So we can say thank you for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yay! Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both Hit them. adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. We think. We're coming off a solid jam-packed weekend that we have a lot We have a lot to unpack physically. Dude, it's, almost and, like, it's, it's almost like we have a life. Oh, we do. No, I, we turn the switch on and now it's like, go. Yeah. But I'm going to need a break for a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. okay? I, I'll, I'll leave you here and let you know how it is. Well, what else you got going I'm on? I'm not sure, but I'm going to figure it out. Okay. I'm very spontaneous these days, Andrew, okay? Are you? I, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, just brace yourself. That shared calendar, that's about to pop off. Okay. Keep a close look we'll on see. it. We'll see. We'll um, see. Yeah, you guys, I don't know if you saw, but I we flew to Dallas for like 22 hours. <laughs> And it was so much fun because I got to pop on stage of Matt Bennett's I Party concert show for like over 1,700 people at the Dallas House of Blues and um, had a blast. Like I had no idea what to expect and the energy was crazy. The crowd was amazing. They knew every word to every song, like beat me out by, I mean, I didn't know, I barely even knew Chicago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dude, the Um, whole, um, I just got to say this, like the whole, I asked Matt so many questions because like, I didn't know what was going on before we got there. The whole thing is like crazy to me, but it's also really cool. So this I party thing is, it's essentially like a themed party, right? That people pay like 20 bucks to get into. And Matt for his set acts as the DJ and plays all the songs from like the Nickelodeon Disney days, right. That everybody would be familiar with like in like say a 10, 15 year period. I would love for you to try to name some shows. 
shows victorious okay except for victorious do you know any from like that genre sam and cat different that's later i carly okay sure that counts you're like so nervous are you okay i am yeah i don't i just don't really watch disney nothing no i didn't watch disney that is still so weird to me I didn't have the Disney Channel for a good portion of my childhood because it was like a expensive channel or something. But, um, but I still watched it like somehow, like at I don't know people's mm. houses or I don't. I don't really. The only thing with Disney that stands out to me is the uh, the Moody, uh, the Moody, the movie at Motocrossed. Okay, thank God you know Motocross. That's a great movie. It's a great movie. But I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't really watch that stuff. I like I, the the shows that I remember watching are like the next step up. So it was like. Boy Meets World, Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step. Okay. You know, all the yeah, good yeah. ones, the best ones. Yeah, those are like, um, I that's like, that's probably your, your brother's generation, maybe. Maybe. Like, I feel like that's a little bit. Or, or mine. Yeah, yours too. Ours too. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm talking about like more, okay, fine, whatever. You see the grays in the chip. Yeah, like, oh I'm yeah. old. Yeah, we're getting there. Anyways, sure. the whole the whole thing is crazy, right? So Matt plays all these songs from from that stuff, and like people go absolutely fucking bananas, mm-hmm. bananas. And like you said, they're singing every single word, and like Matt's up there having the time of his life, which He's was like really fun to watch. Such a great performer, DJ, like just gets the crowd going. He's so fun. He's so cute. Oh my gosh, so what a package. So cute. What a package. I, I was telling, because my family obviously knows him, and um, my aunt was just like, I just love Matt so much. And I was like, he is like, he doesn't have one bad bone in his body. No, he's a good dude. He's such a good dude. Yeah. So anyways, that was like, it was so much fun. And we had so much fun. Like, we started off with like a drink, and uh, you know, that I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> People are like... Loads of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we started off with like a drink. I'm telling no, you, this night was me, crazy. Like, no, you know, you fly into some place. Okay, it's our first time on an airplane after having kids, and and in just a very long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like you know, I think we did it right. You know, dropped the bags, got freshened up, like in a matter of ten minutes. Got down to the bar, got down to the House of Blues in time. You know, dance, sang. Shook some hands, like kissed some babies. I take that back. But like, it was the best. And then got back to the hotel, crashed. It was late. Woke up, got a coffee at this cute little spot, some breakfast, some vegan wraps. Like, made it happen. Got to the airport and got home, you know, to see the kids when they got up from their nap. Like, it was a wild yeah. 20 plus hours. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I said to you, uh, like, Anytime, uh, for anybody who's done like a quick turnaround like that, before you do it, it seems like it's going to be so fast. But by the end of it, you're like, dude, that felt like a week. Yeah. A week and 24 hours. That's why, like, I don't like to overstay my welcome. Yeah. I like to not necessarily pack it in, but like, you know. I like two nights though. Okay. Fair enough. What would you have done the second? Never mind. We'll save this for another conversation. It's not like there was a lot to do. Is what I'm saying. I mean, it's, I guess you could find stuff like to a do. a major city. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's enough to do. Sure. Okay. You're right. I'm, had, I have we, nothing we, against Dallas. We had friends that saying, we could go see. We no, just, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. You're right. I think because I'm so We could have so hung out wired, with Matt's mom for the day and the next day. That would have been fun. Yeah. She's awesome. She was cool too. I'm so wired to get in and get out usually because of work. Mm-hmm. I almost like forgot that you like can go to places for pleasure. 
Yeah, no, I'm like that too. I like I have to be very intentional. It has to be something I really want to do to stick around it and do something. But usually, if I'm sticking around anywhere, it's always for people. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know? Yeah. Because most of the things that you can do, like I don't need to stick around and day drink or anything like that. Like I've been there. Like that's not really of interest to me anymore. You know, I'd rather obviously now I'll be back with the kids. And all the things that we could do in that city, I could do in the city that we live in. Yeah, except for the people. Mostly, you know, but it's like, it's always about people anywhere. Yeah. I think had we had the kids, I would have said, yeah, let's obviously hang, stay a while, whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I remember that. What was your favorite part? Oh my gosh. Um, Getting there and like creeping in on like the curtain, seeing what was really out there. Like I haven't been on a stage in so long. Like so long and, and to see like, you know, it felt like a pretty decent crowd, like two stories or whatever. There was like that little orchestra. I just thought it was cool. Like to know that people will pay money. And and again, it wasn't all just for victorious. Like it was like a very fun, like if you love that culture, that's the music, the, the shows, like it, it's very um, sentimental and nostalgic. So I can understand it. But like to see that many people show up and, and him be like this, like organizer, I just loved it for him. And it was yeah. so cool. So my favorite part, I don't know. Oh, gosh. Coming out and, and wow, like, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not even, I can't sing. No, you <laughs> can't. So going out <laughs> no, there and just you like, can't. you know, giving it my all like Trina would. I just feel like I made her proud. What were you trying to sing or were you trying to do it like Trina would? No, I don't think I'm really ever trying to sing. Like, I only have what I have. I mean, once in a while I do hear you try to sing. And how am I? Well, do we need to go back to the Christina Aguilera uh, (laughs) audition? No, but like, am I decent? You're probably, you're better than some and not as good as others. That's a very diplomatic answer. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. Um, So I'm pretty good. So I got out there. I gave it my all. Got the crowd, you know. I don't know. It was just, I can't, I'm just like smiling so big because I'm embarrassed that I actually kind of did it, but no, it was cool. It was so fun that I'm just like, I don't care. It was so fun. Yeah. If you didn't touch on that, I was going to touch on that because I got to be honest with you. Like I was 50, 50. I was like, what's the, what's the reaction going to be when you come out as like the surprise? Like, cause he hyped it up as a surprise. Oh, I know. I'm like, are they going to, are they going to see you and be like, Oh yeah, she was she was she was on the show a while back. Like, yeah. that's cool, you know. No, of course. they went fucking ape shit. <laughs> they did, man. They went ape shit. Yeah, that I was. was so I was surprised cool. I have it on video. I'm sure. I don't know if you you used it no, with audio, I didn't but get I'll, I'll post videos. it at some point. Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, oh, that's my baby. Oh, did you feel a little bit of that? No, I felt proud, but I, yeah, I didn't feel like that. Oh, okay. I cool. just said that for the podcast. Yeah, that's cool. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was cool to see you guys do your thing. It was so fun. Yeah, but then it got late. It did get late. It was late for us, but it was also just like you're running on energy, like just because the, the crowd and the experience yeah. is so cool and new. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then Mother's Day, like you know, that was fun. Yeah, then we got back. It was like two weekends in one. It really. I, I was telling. Okay, wait a second. I have so many wins, and then I'll let you have a win and a fail. I promise, because this is a jam packed episode. I promise you guys, just please hang hang on to your seats. We got a lot coming at you. Um, so on Mother's Day, we went to brunch in the morning, and it was you know like you'd imagine a one and two year old at brunch with like people everywhere in a new place that we went to the pier in Malibu. It was beautiful, but like it's chaotic and it was fun. And then we decided we'll go to the park after this cute little park in Malibu colony, this like shopping center. 
Um, and I go to the park and I run into my childhood bestie, like bestie. And the only way that I can describe it is I told Andrew that like this particular person ruined friendship for me because after her, like we, we lost touch. Okay. Kind of got caught up in my life, her life, whatever, no bad terms, but like once we like lost touch, it was almost like I didn't even try to make a new best friend because no one, no one would qualify. And it was just magic seeing her because I haven't seen her in probably, I was trying to do the math. I'm like, has it been like 15 years? That's so crazy to even think. Since what? That I have seen seen her? her. Yeah. Oh, wow. Since like we've hung out probably like longer even. Longer than 15 years? Isn't that so wild? Wow, you guys must be well, great no, because friends. I moved out. No, it was like childhood. So we were neighbors. I know. So I moved out of my childhood home when I was 17. Mm-hmm. So it may have been about that time that like we lost touch. And hate to say it, but that was more than 15 years ago. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but anyways, it was amazing. And it just like brought back so many feelings and it just made me feel so appreciative for her and like who she is. And what I realized was, and we both did like, we are the same person. Like still, there's so much about us that is so the same in our core. You know, we're just like pretending to be older with like more responsibility. Yeah. And that, isn't that funny? I feel like we all do that. Yeah. But it's so cool to have someone from like your past that like knows you, like knows you, knows you. Like she didn't even call me Daniela because no one called me Daniela back then. I want to see you guys like reconnect and hang and talk and just get together more because I haven't really seen you like with any like close relationships, close Mm -hmm. friendships, like not really a nurturer of those, you know? And it's okay. Not everybody wants that, you know? But that's why we work because she even said like she hasn't had a friend really since me either. Yeah. You know, and she's kind of an introverted person. Guys said the same thing. Yeah. He's like, I don't want friends. Yeah. (laughs) What's wrong with us? (laughs) Maybe we were so, we grew up with a lot of kids around us. Like we were such a, like a very, very tight neighborhood of like friends and then everyone brought their friends in and it was just like this, if you could have made a reality show based on our neighborhood. Um, it was so fun to grow up there. And in fact, when I left school in middle of eighth grade, it didn't even feel like I, in some ways it felt like I left school, but in a lot of ways I was like, I still have all my people. Right. You know, I never really liked school, but I liked like, I liked the guys I grew up around, which were like all in my neighborhood, except for Courtney. She was the coolest girl I knew. Coolest girl I knew. Like coolest. We used to like skateboard all day. Okay. <laughs> Like I can envision, we wore like a couple of big di- dickies, like Converse, and uh, we would skateboard. And she just is just the best. Like I would come over to her house and reorganize her guys, room. Do you think you'd still skateboard? We, we, who the heck knows? We now have two children. Like we can be those cool moms. Like no, I'm saying like that would be a cool hang at this point. Like oh yeah. Hey, do you want to go meet up at like? She like rides motorcycles. Like oh, she yeah. she was cool because I not I didn't ride like street bikes. I was too little, but like I grew up dirt bike riding. Like she she got with that. Like I don't know. We just vibed. Yeah, I like it for you. Thank you. That's good. I like her. You do. Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, super chill, easy to talk to. Beautiful. 
beautiful, yeah. Like All beautiful soul, beautiful person. Mm-hmm. She just seemed like a good person. Yeah. Her yeah. daughter's beautiful. Her son's beautiful. I'm just so, so cool. And our kids got along. They did. That was interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kept having to like preface it like, hey, does, um, does, are you guys good with sharing? Like are your kids good with sharing? Cause like, I don't know what's going to happen. You got, you've got sand toys. Gio doesn't like what's going to happen here. And they just shared back and forth. And then in fact, Gio was holding a truck at one point and was like, oh, 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 I have to give it back. This isn't mine. I was like, who are you? Yeah. That's a different kid. It was amazing. Yeah. It's Courtney's energy. Well, good. I want, I want more for that. Thank you. I want more of that yes. for you. Um, I'm going to stop talking now and I'm going to let you do your win and fail and intro our amazing no, you're guest. Good. So what way, what was your fail? Oh, I'm so sorry. What was um, your win? What was your win? Those were my wins. Seeing the Courtney? weekend. The Yes. The rekindling of this like friendship that I just, you know, never ever topped that one. And, um, my fail is, um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, it's not even a fail. It's just more of like an acceptance thing. Like, you know. Mother's Day is just not what you see in the movies. <laughs> it's Why? just because it's just you, you never turn off being a mom. Oh, yeah. You never turn off, turn yeah. it off. So, like, you know, going to brunch is not what you think. Like, they both were Let's calling on me, like food all over <laughs> me. Like, I'm feeding him while feeding her, and she doesn't want to be fed. So, she has to hold the spoon, and it's like this quinoa oatmeal that's just like, I mean, chaos. Dude. And then I like, have to clean them, right? Like you just have to have everything with you, wipes and sanitizer. And it's, and then you're trying to be like conscious of like the people around you who maybe don't have kids. And even if they do have kids, like of course their kids are like chill and yeah. So yeah, we don't have those ones. No. And then you're constantly always like trying to be one step ahead of them, like negotiating. Cause you see, Oh, there's a little kid toy store over there. I'm going to be 15 steps ahead of you kid. And then there's, you know, oops, we got to, we got to avoid, not avoid, but like got to avoid something else that you might be like, it's just, it's okay. There was, a mo- there was a moment we went back to the car when I went back with Ivory and she like really wanted to go down. I was holding her. She really wanted to go down. And you remember how like close the cars were, like how tight yes. the spots were. So I put her down, like we were on the sidewalk in front of the car and she immediately took off like Into in the between street. the cars. Cool. Yep. But like I had to, I had to like <laughs> maneuver. But yeah. like straight into the parking oh, lot where God. cars go. And I was like, doom, I fuck, b- busted the, I didn't bust it, but I, I freaking knocked the. Oh, our the, mirror in. No, the car next to us. I didn't do our oh. mirror. I did their mirror. Oh. You know, but it was the fanny. I went by with the fanny and uh-huh. knocked it. I think it was a Prius. So it made sense like height wise. Sure, sure, sense. sure. But like straight to the, straight to the parking and lot. And that like, is what will happen. Dude. You give them one shot, one opportunity. Yeah. This is, Do not miss your chance. Wait, what comes after? I forget that? how it goes. Whoa, this is everything you ever wanted in one Me? moment. Oh, you're going now. Is that right? I'm confused. Oh, you're so slow. <laughs> I, what? I, I know what we were doing. Oh, okay, okay. I, we doing. I was confusing you. Oh, gotcha. I was doing it on purpose. Oh, manipulation, just like your yeah. son. No, um, yeah. No, he's just smart. He's and, a master you know, I'm trying to be smarter, but I'm tired. Yeah, he's look. The reality is, he's tough. Oh yeah, he's tough. It wasn't just brunch; it was the whole morning before we even left. Oh, and that was boy. what five thirty or six to, to eight thirty. What helped we left. me is just like going. 
okay, you know, we made it, we're dressed, we're in the car. Like we're still, we're still busting this mission. So like put on a smile and you know what? I don't care how much you guys trying to destroy me this morning. Um, They were out for blood. Out for blood. Even Ivory, because I'm, you know, she's like a next level nurser now. And it's, um, it's a lot to manage. Like she's kind of a punk about it though. Yeah, she she doesn't, you know, she like literally sits on, she sits on top of you and kind of like sometimes she like just smacks you mm-hmm. or tries to like sort of rip your shirt off. Yeah. And like, you know, she she whines and like makes noises and, and then stuff. I try to ask her to like ask nicely, say please and she does. She'll and then when like, she please. gets then when she gets on, she's I watch her doing she gymnastics. Doing WWE moves on you like, oh my girl, chill. <laughs> Why do you think it feels like to be me? I was trying to tell Dude, her legs at the were park. swinging from one side of your body to the other. Yes, and like, yes, yes. God. She can't sit still. She'll sit still for like a second. Like it's like a comfort thing for her. Like, oh, I got it. I'm good. And then she's like, oh, I'm real comfortable now. <laughs> the best part is though, when she when she comes off, there's always <laughs> there's always like a <laughs> like <laughs> like a release. But then she cut like she was so crazy on. Then she comes off like, (laughs) but like at that point, then slows it down. And she's like, her eyes are like (laughs) slowly moving. And she's looking around like, like trying to figure out what's going on or whatever. She's just super relaxed. And then she goes back on again. And it's like right back to the WWE stuff. I think, I think now that I'm hearing you explain it, I have a feeling it's just because like my supply isn't what she wants it to be maybe. Maybe. And so she's just like, come on. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. I don't care. I'm good. Okay. I got so those are good. Out. Those are good. Those are good. You Thank know, you. Multi wins and, and a fail, I guess. A fail ish. Yeah. My win. I mean, there's, it was a good weekend. One of my wins was we, we watched a movie, most of it together on the plane. On the oh, yeah. We, we watched a House of Gucci. Uh-huh. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. yeah what was his name? Mar- Mauricio. Uh, Mauricio Gucci. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always like I always get inspired by movies like that because like part of me wants to be I wanted to be not that uh, Mauricio Gucci was like a gangster, mm. you know, but there's like a little bit of that sort of feel in the movie. Wow, I did not. I felt like you were going to say in another life I wanted to be a designer. Oh, no, that too. That too. Yeah, that's why I started Gafton. Yeah, yeah you were no, the furthest it. thing from like a bad boy. No, I know. I'm saying in another life. I gotcha. In another okay. life, right? Okay. Like, that's how I feel when I watch the movie American Gangster. Oh. With Denzel oh, Washington. Oh. Same, same feeling. Okay. Anyways, that was a good movie. It was nice to, like, watch together. You never, you will never watch movies like that with me. No, and, it's because I had, I had no had choice. Trapped. <laughs> I had no choice. So I that, had to sit there. That's my win, is we, we finally did a movie like that mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. My fail. I don't have one. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't have one. So we're going to move on. Okay. Okay. Um, so listen, as we said in the beginning of the episode, jam packed. We already we already gave you. Hopefully, we gave you a little bit already. <laughs> uh, we're giving you a lot right now. We're going to jump into a conversation with Marissa Bronfman. Uh, we had a really dope conversation around investing and more specifically impact investing and so, money mindset and money mindset. Uh, it's all things money investing, finance. It was a really cool conversation. Um, for those of you who don't know, Marissa. She is uh, a serial entrepreneur turned investor. She's passionate about helping women and the planet. She's a former chief business officer of Kismet Impact Capital. Um, so she's, she's very well versed in finance. And she had a, a lot of great insight that she shared with us. And it was just a fun conversation because I, I love stuff like that myself. Same. 
yeah same so. like to be able to 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 make out good and do good mm-hmm. those are two wins for me so to make out good i was trying to say like make good but i don't think that would make sense like i'm saying like you know make some money but also be able to do good oh yeah, yeah. like that is a yeah it's a win for everybody yeah yeah it's a win for everybody um Oh, the other thing I wanted to say quickly before we jump in is the the reason we had Marissa on the show was that you met her at yeah. the Vegan Women's Summit. Yes, yeah, she she held the panel that I was on, um, and she was asking some really great questions, and then mo- uh, moder- moderator what? Yep, monitoring. No, moderating. <laughs> hey, try again. <laughs> No, you did, you did get it the last time. Thank you. Okay. She was moderating the panel. And when people from the audience had questions, you know, I answer like I would, you know, very just human to human, you know, I was gonna say B to B, but that doesn't make sense either. Um, anyways. Yeah. So I thought when she had anything to say, it was really interesting. So I knew that she came from this world and I thought she could like really shed a lot of light on, some of the like the more you know detailed stuff that I can't speak to, right? Okay, Andrew. <laughs> if you like money, stay tuned. <laughs> more adulting like a mother, father. When we come back, yo, Demo. Yeah, what's up, Drew? What is your favorite thing about coffee? Oh gosh, I love the I love the smell of it. I love the. I love the ritual. I love the routine. I like knowing that it's there for me in the morning. It's nice and warm. It, I love the way it tastes on the tip of my tongue. I like the way it goes, just flowing down that nice esophagus. Mm-hmm. And um, I love what it does to me. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love the feeling what it does gives it me do inside. <laughs> it just does things that not many things can do for me. Right. Like what? Like give me one thing. Mm. You know, it's kind of a... Um, to be honest, I've never actually spoken about this before. It's a little, are you guys, it might be a little TMI. If you have kids on in the car, just please turn this down. Um, coffee, 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 talking about coffee, coffee. I love the feeling I get after finishing a nice, beautiful, fresh cup of Drew coffee. It makes me feel unstoppable. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Can I use that? What's the deal, Drew? For Drew Coffee? Yeah. Oh, that deal's 30% off right now using code ADULTING at checkout. All you got to do is go to drewcoffee.co, pick your coffee, subscribe, use code ADULTING and get 30% off at checkout. Boom. And now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm really glad that you're doing this. This is so cool for us. Oh, it's so cool for me. Thank you for asking me. And Andrew, nice to meet you. I feel like um, the summit and like post summit has been all about women, but I know you're a he for she. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh, that's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, I've never heard that. That's great. That's so great. Um, Well, I'll kick things off. I'm excited to have you on the show. I mean, when I met you at the Vegan Women's Summit, I felt like you had so much insight in, um, into like the vegan space, but also specifically like impact investing and just investing as a whole. And I think a lot of our listeners are at that. I mean, really, it doesn't matter how old you are, but at that stage in life where we should all be entertaining the idea of putting our money somewhere where it makes sense. 
Um, so I was just hoping that you can enlighten us and our listeners a little bit about how you got started in impact investing and, um, maybe give us some tips to take away. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that very warm introduction, Daniela. And also for everybody listening, I just really want to drive from the point that Daniela is a badass investor. <laughs> she was incredible on stage. There were hundreds of women that were just wrapped, wanted to hear what you had to say. And I was really impressed. So Aww. everything you said right back at you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, investing for me is new. And I think that's why hopefully I'm really relatable to people and to women. I don't come from a financial background. I didn't start investing early, uh, wasn't taught it at school or at home, um, but always have really been impact driven, even before we had this language of impact. Um, so I started my career in journalism in New York. I moved to India. I started my first two businesses. Everything was very mission driven in my life and my work, um, came back to Toronto where I'm from and started a social impact superfood business with turmeric. So we committed to 5% to girls in India. We went back to India to meet with a charity. So I think the common theme in all of the work that I've ever done is impact. And what's cool now is we have this language, this rhetoric with which to talk about uh, what really is a win-win-win for investing. This idea that you can invest in a way that's great for your bottom line, whether you're a shareholder or a regular investor, um, but it's also great for the business and it's great for the planet. It's great for animals and it's great for human health. So I think at its core, um, impact investing is really those three things. It's challenging the notion that investing is bad or dirty or, um, you know, not driven by things that do good. And also challenging the stereotype that impact investing is charity. It totally is not. It is not a handout. It is, it's a win for all involved. So I think those are some really cool things um, that, that are now being talked about and is really important for young people and all people to think about as they get started on their investing journey. Yeah, I love that. Uh, for somebody who's, who's brand new, maybe never invested a dollar in their life, what's the easiest way to get started impact investing? Yeah, so I think sometimes like impact investing can sound like this big intimidating thing. It really isn't. Um, you know, we invest every day with our dollars. So where we decide to eat or shop from is also an investment. But when we talk about impact investing um, in the true sense of putting your money somewhere and having it stay there and compound, if you've never started one, I have five tips. I recently shared these five tips with BuzzFeed. Um, the first thing you want to do is familiarize yourself. So there's a lot of terms and phrases and words in investing that can feel intimidating. There's no need for that to be the case, but just sort of start reading up on them, start listening to videos, start reading about um, impact investing so you can familiarize yourself. And then two is really important before you put a dollar anywhere. And it's to take a really close look at your own financial picture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, look at how much debt you have. And that could be credit card debt, which we say is negative debt. Um, or it could be positive debt. You have a mortgage, let's say, that, you're, that you have on a house or a home. Um, you want to look at, you know, how much are you spending monthly? Could that change? Could you decrease it? Will it increase? Uh, is there anyone that you're responsible for? Do you have small kids? Do you have elderly parents? Do you have a brother or an uncle or someone who relies on you? 
um, that you also have to think of. So you want to take a really good look at your financial picture. Um, and then this is the important part about impact investing. And Daniela, you spoke about this so nicely at the summit. Really reflect on your values. Do you want to invest in oil and gas? Is that something that resonates with who you are as a human being and the kind of world that you want to live in or leave to your children? Um, or do you want to invest in incredible plant-based businesses that are changing the world and, you know, removing animals from the food system and cleaning the air? Um, so look for the companies that resonate with your values and, uh, and make sure that when you do your research, uh, you look just beyond what a company says they, they do. So we also really want to be careful about greenwashing. A lot of companies say that they're green. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of companies say that they do good, but when you look into it, perhaps they don't. Um, so I'd be really careful about that. Number four, it has never been less expensive, easier to access investing than with technology. So um, again, at the summit, I said, you know, Wealth Simple or Quest Trade, for example, are two, um, you know, apps that you can use from your phone, low barrier to entry, very low fees. And those companies and, and ones like them also publish tons of resources daily about how to invest, why to invest, crypto versus, uh, you know, another kind of segment. Um, how, how are your investments taxed? I feel like a lot of people are scared to invest because they don't understand how it's taxed. Um, so there's a ton of free resources out there, uh, use technology. And then five, I just say start. Even if you don't have that latte for $7 at Starbucks and you're like, I have $7 for the stock market today, that's a really great start. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you, you caught my attention with the word crypto in there. I know it's kind of a, a side subject, but it's a buzzword in today's world. What are your thoughts on, because it came up, what are your thoughts on crypto and, and in terms of uh, fitting into this impactful investment strategy? Yeah, um, thank you for asking. I will preface my answer by saying I'm not an expert in crypto. <laughs> um, but what I think is really cool about decentralized currencies generally is that they are um, you know, creating a new ecosystem in which women, people of color, and people who have historically been ostracized by investing in the finance world can have a way in um, or to do it in a different way. And so I think that's really empowering. Um, it's so new and there's lots of people who are experts on crypto. So I'll let you save that for your next guest. But I'll say <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of promise at promise and, and also a higher risk profile at the moment. Sure, sure. I, I would say like who's really an expert in crypto. It seems it's. <laughs> can be so confusing, like general, the general like principles of it are, are fairly easy to understand, but it moves so fast already. It's like really hard to wrap your mind around what's going on there. But, Not to yeah. go down like a crypto rabbit hole, but isn't it pretty? And I, again, like, I think there's good and bad to everything, but like, doesn't it use a lot of energy? Yeah. That's, that's one of the knocks on Bitcoin specifically, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think what I would also caution as we talk about impact investing and greenwashing and looking at companies and reflecting on your values is also to be careful um, that you don't get exhausted or overwhelmed at looking at every single indicator when you evaluate a company or a strategy, because it can become so overwhelming that you then do nothing, which is exactly. also really bad yeah. like for yourself and for the world. What, um, what do you look at besides 
your five rules, are there mm-hmm. any sort of metrics or indicators or uh, like just general like forecasts of the company that you look at when you invest? Yeah. So I think, you know, for impact investors, but for me uh, personally, I'm very passionate about the plant-based space. I think if you're talking about seed stage or series A or, you know, very early stages, you're looking for a gap in the market. Mm. You're looking for a company and a founder that has realized there's a problem. They've come up with a solution and they're doing it in an innovative way. Uh, They either have no competitors or not too many competitors And the data shows that, um, you know, with their secret sauce, that they could be able to really be the next big thing. So I think you want to look for that gap in the market opportunity for sure. Um, Those would be two big things, especially at an early stage that one would look for. Yeah, I like that a lot. I know, I know we, but she specifically gets this question a lot, which is how can somebody like me invest in companies that you've invested in like Outstanding Foods? or sugar taco or whatever. Do you know of any ways that people can invest in early stage companies that are not public? Cause in my mind, those opportunities come from, from your network and people, you know, and opportunities that arise, but is there anything out there that like that we could be unaware of? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, there is an emerging space right now in impact investing with a few different firms that are trying to solve for that because yes, Historically, you know, you get a bunch of middle-aged white men writing a lot of big checks for Mm -hmm. a private company, and and those are the people that that win when that company goes public. Um, Some ways to get in if you're a retail investor, so you're not an accredited investor, a retail investor, um, is you could look at firms that are raising on crowdfunding platforms like Republic in the United States or Front Funder in Canada. These Mm -hmm. are private corporations raising capital. They've definitely gone to look for angel investors. They've probably already done their friends and family round. Um, They may have some VCs interested. They may have some accredited investors, but they also want to say to the general public, like, hey, do you love that product I made? Or do you love my service? Like, do you really believe in me? And what created, you could be a part of our success. So I think that's a tried and true way. I've seen um, some cool companies and also some cool VC firms have a lot of uh, success on Republic. Mm. Uh, I haven't done, you know, full, full research on all the platforms, but I would say those two really stand out for me. Yeah. I think that's like that itself is a really cool takeaway because I had no idea that it even existed. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I've heard a lot about crowdfunding, usually in cases where, you know, I'm thinking about an example when I invested in Pura Vita when it was doing its pizzeria and they were mm. like, you could get a free pizza. <laughs> and I was like, no problem. I love you so much. <laughs> but yeah, in the case where there's like actually like, you know, a piece of the, the company, that's, that's a great thing to look into. Um, where, where, where are you at? What are you excited for right now? Like, I know you've had some change come your way and I'm excited to hear a little bit about that. Um, you, and I feel like just in the short term, I've known you, um, are a great networker, a great connector. You know, a lot of cool people, a lot of similar people. I feel like we know, um, where do you, where, what are you excited for? Like what's next for you? Yeah, I have to tell you, we are at this pivotal moment in time. You guys must feel it as well where like never before has it been more important for one, all of us to take control of our financial futures Mm -hmm. between inflation, the war in Ukraine, unfortunately what's happening right now in America with Roe v. Wade. I mean, never before has it been as important as it is today 
to really plan for your financial future. Um, and at the same time, never before has it been so important to really make drastic changes at a personal level, community level, um, and a global level to, to fight climate change and all the things that are a part of climate change. So, um, you know, Danielle, I know you're a passionate vegan, so am I like really to finally put an end to factory farming. Did you know that more methane is produced by, you know, factory farming than cars on the road? Like, it's just so mind blowing that in 2022, we still have to talk about all of these things. So what excites me is that although, you know, sort of dire times, I think times like this is a time for also exponential change. So, um, you know, on our panel, we had Dr. Liddick from the Green Generation Fund, who is putting money into cell ag, food tech, future food, literally looking at people who have gone into the lab and said, can we take animals out of the food system? Can we revolutionize air, land, and water? Can we do this at a, a biotech or a cellular level? And the answer is yes. There is so much capital in the world. There is beyond trillions of dollars, like literally Although it feels like there's a lot of scarcity right now, there's never been more money on the planet. There's never been more access to capital. It's just deploying that capital in ways that can have massive success. So I'm really excited about that space. I'm hyper-focused on plant-based food and beverage. Uh, really, really excited about cell-based meats. I never want to eat a steak made from a lab. That's not my MO. But I also know that 7 billion people overnight are not going to become plant-based. So if we can give them a sizzling steak that didn't require killing a cow and putting methane into the atmosphere and everything else that comes with factory farming, that to me is a win. And this idea of win-win-win with impact investing, if you can get in on that early as an investor, you can imagine in the long term what kind of um, you know, results you'll have from that investment now. Yeah, hundred percent. That's exciting. Hundred percent. Yeah, it is exciting. <laughs> so exciting. It gets me amped just hearing about it because you're right. Like I'm like you, right? I'm I'm not gonna probably be that customer, but much like products like Impossible and Beyond, like I want them to exist. Yeah, like, those are those are important pieces to moving the needle and um and yeah, that regenerative regenerative um like what would you call What did you call it? Sell the, all the microbio. <laughs> <laughs> is this how the, the stage combo went? <laughs> yeah, this is exactly. Honestly, this is exactly how the stage combo went. <laughs> no, no, no. It went amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about that. So like, for example, you could, you know, sip a glass of wine on a summer day and have a plate of oysters. Those oysters didn't come from the ocean. Those oysters came from a lab, but are bio-identical to what nature had created without all the negative effects or overfishing or, you know, what have you. Same thing. Imagine that you could go out with your buddies and have a steak, if that's your thing. And that steak did not come from a dead being that was once a living, breathing thing. So I think the potential is so exciting. This is also a part of investing that is really long-term. So for the person who hasn't invested a dollar, I wouldn't tell them to put their money into sell egg right now, unless, you know, they have a lot of money to just live their life um, for, you know, 20 years or something. But if you're a long-term investor and you're looking to see like, how do we change this world? I would say that space is hugely exciting. Wow. Um, 
I just want to hit on this before I forget, because that's, that is the theme of my life these days. When, <laughs> when, when you look at investing, especially for early stage companies or, you know, companies you might find through Republic or even public companies, right? Mm-hmm. I find that especially early stage is really important to you're, you're betting on the people, not oh. like sure. The product, the service is very important. Is there a gap in the market? Yes. Very important. But at the end of the day, like the people in my mind are what matters, but how do you feel about that? Oh my gosh, Andrew, a hundred percent. I've said this before and will always say it. And I feel it deeply. And this is why I go to bat for founders. Investors invest in people. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter the product, the service, the vision, the balance sheet, whatever it is, investors invest in people. Are you that person who no matter what has this vision and the drive and the wherewithal to make it happen? Yeah. I agree more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what came to mind as well, something that you said during our conversation at the vegan women summit is, um, someone had asked about, you know, just times being rough and people being worried and scared and there being a lot of fear in the market and there's being, you know, several dips and things like that. And you just said something about, you said it so perfectly, like they they were, they were scared to invest basically, essentially. And you said, this is the time to invest, you know, like there's no better time than now. Yeah, um, I literally elaborate took, on that. Yeah, I took the microphone and I was like, "Buy the dip, buy the yeah. dip." <laughs> yep. This is like a rallying cry for many investors. Um, you know, you see two things during this kind of time uh, in public markets. It's there's a lot of volatility. There's inflation. There's wars. Um, you know, so some people get really scared and nervous and sell, sell, sell. But any value investor or someone who's been investing for a long time will be like, "Whoa, take a breath." Stock market has done this many times before. We'll continue to do this in the future. Hold tight to your investments and your assets um, and have patience. But to uh, what you're asking, Daniela, you know, we saw a tech bubble, for example, where you couldn't even buy one stock. Like there are some tech stocks that are $20,000 for one stock. There's also stocks that are a dollar. And so that's, that's prohibitive. But what happens in a time like now Um, is you can, you can buy the dip, you can have access to stocks, options, opportunities that were historically not available to you. Um, And that's a great time. You just, again, like you want to make sure you've looked at your risk profile, you know what your financial picture looks like. Um, You know, people were saying buy the dip six weeks ago, and it's kept dipping. So you also want to just have a really, a really good sense of what could happen. Yeah. But that's where, um, I mean, in my mind, that's where dollar cost averaging comes into play. So if you can afford to continually invest, right, you're buying the dip today, it dips more, you're buying that dip, that dip, that, and eventually history repeats itself in most cases, and we'll find our way back up. But I couldn't agree more. I think this is a great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I think just shaking off some of that fear. I mean, if you're, if you're interested in investing, you're going to have to probably be okay with a little bit of risk. Um, so really it doesn't, I mean, for me, I think it doesn't really matter when you do it, it, you just have to believe and, and just take that chance. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, you know, something I really wanted to talk about today, which is sort of related to this is before you even think about investing or doing your research or looking at stocks, I think the, the real place to start is money mindset. How do you feel about money? How do you talk about money? (laughs) 
Um, I'd love to hear more about what's going on. <laughs> she's for those of you who can't see her, she's snapping in my face. Right yeah, now. <laughs> I just think, yeah, the relationship with money and like your ideas around money are absolutely crucial for, I mean, everything. Yeah, everything. And, um, you know, Andrew, weigh in. I can only speak to the female experience. But I think, you know, for me and for millions of other women, Danielle, I don't know if this was true for you. I know you started investing early. But I think for girls and young women, we're taught, one, to save, if we're taught to save. Two, we're usually taught to save to buy something, a mm-hmm. handbag, a pair of shoes, a dress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're not taught to invest. We're taught to save if we're taught to save. And then if we are saving, it's for a material item that loses its value. So, you know, of course, women are at a disadvantage, you know, starting from a very early age. Um, even, you know, the way we're taught in school, we're pushed towards English and history um, versus math and science. And we've seen that mm. statistically for decades. So I would say, you know, really think about your money mindset, get comfortable talking about money, just even the word money, the word wealth, feeling that you're worthy, you know, feeling that money is not a bad thing. I think sometimes there's a stereotype or a feeling that it's greed. It's not greed. Literally, the more money you have, the more money you can help others with. Yes, Danielle is clapping. <laughs> I love this so much. But it's a really hard thing to wrap your head around. And sometimes it's at a it's at a emotional, spiritual level. You can rationally think that you're worthy or that money is good or that it's clean or that you're, you know, all those things. But if you don't feel it, um, you know, all the gurus say you'll repel it or you will always be in a constant state of lack or scarcity. And mm. so to get out of that takes real work, um, but is so very important. Do you, do you, is this a journey that you had to go on yourself at any point? I'm still on this journey. You're still on the journey. Do you, yeah. do you have any tips for us? I say us, including myself, that have helped you along your way? Like any, yeah. any resources you've gone to, anything like that? Yeah, so... Um, A few things. I would say um, there are some great women that talk about this with humor, which I think is always a really helpful way to learn something. Um, If you're familiar with Jen Sincero, her uh, book, her first book, she's written many, is You Are a Badass. It's got a bright yellow. Oh, yeah, I have that book. I I, have. Yeah. Have you read it? No, I, I only started it and I have such a short attention span. <laughs> have you read it? <laughs> I was like, no, no, I think I got it. I'm a, I'm a badass. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great because, you know, she says she was in debt till she was 40. She was living this life as like a creative or an artist feeling that money was bad or it was greedy. And she was like, it took her 40 years on planet earth to say, whoa, I have a gift there is a value for my gift and my gift is helping others. And now she's a multimillionaire wow. you know, best-selling author. She literally coaches people to believe they are a badass. I recommend that book to everyone. I think Marie Forleo is really great. She also has business courses. She recently wrote a book called everything is figure outable. And it's mm-hmm. just about getting over that. Like, Oh no, if I invest it's tax, I don't understand taxes. I better not invest. It's like, just giving you the power to move through those blockages and nobody knows how to do everything. You can hire an accountant, you can hire a bookkeeper, you can, you can fill for the things you don't know. Um, And so many of these things I've had to learn. Um, Like I told you earlier, I I didn't grow up um, with a healthy relationship to money. I wasn't taught about money. I wasn't taught about investing. I'm guilty of buying high priced items 
Um, and I look back and think like, whoa, I literally wanted to invest in Lululemon when I was 18. I would be uh, on this podcast from um, a Caribbean island. If I had <laughs> but like you said, you did it, but only with your dollar <laughs> as a consumer, <laughs> which is their favorite kind of investors. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, money mindset, it's a journey. We're all on it. You know, if you need to write down affirmations on your mirror every morning to say, I am worthy, money is good. I'm a magnet. I'm abundant. Whatever it is you need to do on a daily hourly basis to believe that you are worthy and abundant, do it because the more money you make, the more people you can help. The world is a better place. Mm. I couldn't agree more. I'm I'm over here scheming how I'm gonna make like a magnet jumpsuit. So I <laughs> go out into the it's world. a mindset, Andrew. <laughs> a a mindset. I'll, I'll have a hat too. Don't worry, it's part of the mindset. <laughs> visualization is a key component of this. So if you need to sit there and visualize your magnet yeah. armor, I like that actually. I may use that. <laughs> I like to think about money sometimes, uh, especially when I'm hearing people talk about it. It's just like a, an exchange of energy. Like yeah. I've never thought about it like leaving because I always think about it coming. That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like a circle, you know, just keeps going yeah, and then come back. <laughs> it comes back. Um, so we have some uh, audience questions for you. We've, oh, yeah, we did. Do you mind if we just spitfire a few of them? Before we get to those real quick, I, I have a question for you and, and feel free to like reach to the screen and smack me if I got this wrong from the start of the conversation. But it sounded like you said you're you're pretty new in your own investment journey. Yeah. Is that right? Can you walk us through any impact investment that you've made and what it was, why, how, all the things? Um, I will do something even more exciting for you and okay. for your listeners. Um, I will walk you through um, sort of like a live impact investment deal that's about to happen. I'm not cool. saying ideal, but I'm sort of a part of it. So one of the questions you guys had sent over were, you know, what are some great plant-based businesses that I love? Um, one of my top, and you might even have this product in your kitchen. I'm curious to hear is a Canadian company called good food for good. Do you know them? I'm familiar. Yes. I actually met the founder that day with the ketchup. Yes, Richa Gupta. Yeah, she was great. She's so great. So she's become a friend. Um, you know, really incredible story was at General Mills didn't align with her values. I think this is so important, really staying in alignment with your values, whether you're investing, or, you know, just living your life, stay in alignment with your values. So she left and said, I want to come up with healthy ways to feed my own daughter and families all over the world deserve that right as well. So she came up with a sauce company called Good Food for Good. They um, donate meals with every purchase. It's organic. It's gluten-free. It's sweetened with dates. Like if you had all the metrics for an impact company, they literally hit everyone. So she has bootstrapped this business. Um, I was about to tell you how much revenue she's about to make. But I don't know. All I know oh, is yeah, when, shoot it at us. when I was introduced to her, there was a B. No, no, no. I mean, yes, I'm sure there will be in the future. But oh, okay. She's got super healthy revenue. She's now preparing to raise her first round. So she's sort of in this speed round, you know, beyond friends and family before an institutional series A um, and is speaking to impact investors. So 
Um, she's been on my radar forever. I love her. I love her business. I love her products. Um, you know, I think she's set to revolutionize sauce, ketchup, and barbecue in North America and beyond. Um, and this is a business and potentially a deal that listeners could look out for in the very near future. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And when you talk about people, like I only spoke with her for a short period of time, but I could tell that she's the kind of person that you invest in. She's yes. so in it. And like, it came from such a real place. Like her story, you know, speaks, it, it goes a long way. Um, and actually I'm curious too, can you talk a little bit about your plant-based journey? Like what actually led to you becoming vegan? Yeah. Um, so my mom, uh, was a vegetarian growing up. And so my little sister and I, you know, were exposed to the pita poster in our house, which is the little piglet and the puppy. And it says, which do you pet and which do you eat? which I think is a phenomenal vegan, you know, marketing poster that stood the test of time. And um, so we became vegetarian, but had tons of dairy in the house. So like, you know, I think back then vegetarians still had a lot of things that now, you know, I'm horrified by. Um, And we were wearing leather. And so it it was all of those, never fur, but leather. And, um, I went to India, I moved to India and I started my digital media business and I was just becoming, you know, as we get older, we think more and more about our health and the impact, um, you know, that food has on people on the planet and ourselves. And the more and more I learned about the dairy industry as a vegetarian, like literally it's, it's so horrifying. And, you know, we don't have to talk about it now because I can see you nodding and we both know, we all know. Mm. And so I decided to become vegan primarily as an ethical vegan, you know, for the animals, but also for the planet and for human health, but primarily as an ethical vegan. So that was years ago. And um, when I left India, I had this, this real life changing moment. I had like so many suitcases. I was like rushing to the airport. My bags were so overweight. They wouldn't even let me pay overweight. I was like taking bags out of bags to pack bags to try and get on this like international flight. People are looking at me. I'm angry. People are like saying, you're going to miss the flight. And I said, I from this point forward, I'm a vegan and a minimalist. I don't want leather in my life. I don't want unnecessary things in my life. I don't want to consume things that I don't believe in. Um, And so that was a really pivotal moment. And, um, you know, there's been a couple of times where I've like reintroduced eggs or like had seafood on a trip, never, ever meat. Um, And I feel, I feel really like I regret that, you know, that I didn't have Um, the whole picture in my mind at that time, I now feel like a vigilante, like the vegan (laughs) has made me feel like (laughs) fight this fight. Um, And I think too, you know, that attitude can turn off some people and it can turn off some meat eaters. And so I just always want to be careful that I live in my truth. Um, But as an impact investor, and, you know, I'm working towards moving to a really big firm, this idea that you can write checks at 10, 15, 20, 50 million dollars to literally take cows out of the food system, Mm -hmm. literally stop fishing, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) the amount of impact we can have uh, is so hugely exciting. And as a passionate vegan um, and an impact driven investor, those two worlds colliding for me is, is amazing. Oh my gosh. I feel like there's no better way to end this episode. I, I get it. Like just the idea that that is attainable in our lifetime. Cause I, you know, I'm guilty of kind of living in my own bubble sometimes because I am so, um, just focused on like our family and like how we operate, but I forget 
that this can actually happen. It feels like it's impossible because every time I step out of my bubble, I'm reminded that like, there's really not a lot of people like me around me. But when you, when I hear people like you speak, it's possible. And it really does take, um, unfortunately, a lot of money, but like it's there. And, um, and I just want to, I want to follow your journey. I want to make this happen. Like anything you need, I, I, you know, not that I can offer very much right now, but I'm just happy to support you and everyone out there. That's trying to, to make this happen. Thank you. Well, I think really, you know, you're being so humble, Daniela, but you do so much for animals, for people, for the planet. You live in alignment and in your truth, and you share that with millions of people. That in and of itself is massive. You have created, invested in, supported so many vegan businesses and people. Um, you know, sorry, Andrew, I'm leaving you out here. This is know just- him too now. <laughs> Recently, he made his first impact investment on his oh, own, which I thought was so cool. That is so cool. What is it? In Kiki Milk. I don't know that, but I want to learn all about oh. it. I'll, I'll share if you're interested. It's, it's a brilliant company and the people behind it are incredible. And it hits home for us because, you know, for a long time, since becoming a mom, one of my biggest hurdles, and i I'm still breastfeeding now, but like, what if there are people who can't, what if people, you know, imagine like a, a gay family or someone who can't produce milk, but they're vegan and they can't, you know, like, I just want to be able to figure out a solution where families aren't forced to put dairy in their children because there isn't an alternative that is healthy or sufficient. So Kiki milk was really amazing because they had that same sort of mission, you know, and very similar age child, same sort of story where breastfeeding was hard, so on and so forth. Um, and they created a milk that was just for kids. And, um, and so anyways, that's, that was something that he resonated with Andrew. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it's a good one for you just to have your radar on going yeah. forward. Cause they're, they just launched, uh, December. Yeah. Yeah, that they're they're crushing right now. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'll definitely look into them. Biomilk is another really interesting cell yes. based one that Dr. Lydic has invested in. I talked to her about that briefly. There's another yeah. one that's on my radar. I might want to throw in your in your email and see if you're interested <laughs> or if you know anything about it. I'm so excited to keep chatting with you guys online and off. So of course we will. Um, is there anything before our time runs out that I can share that's helpful? So sweet. Yes. Your handles, where can people follow along with your journey? Like where can they learn more about you and um, maybe even reach out with some questions about potentially making those connections between, you know, their money and the companies that deserve it. Yeah, honestly, like I get so much joy out of talking to people, specifically women on this journey, whether they're founders or new investors. Um, So people can reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I'm trying to get back to Twitter, not because Elon Musk bought it, but just as another platform, it's my full name. So at Marissa Brockman, if you have a question or a comment, um, you know, I love that. Uh, people can email me also. My personal email is marissabroffman at gmail.com. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Thank my you. personal email, but I love to have these conversations. Um, and, you know, I follow a lot of other women. I'm so happy to recommend them. I think, you know, start following badass women on Instagram, fill your feed daily with people who lift you up, give you information. People like you, Daniela, who show what a vegan lifestyle looks like so that people can know all of this is possible. I love that. I love that. Before we let you go, um, I'm just looking at your background right now. And we we were talking a little bit about consumerism. And uh, I know for us, like 
we're, we're not consumers at all. Ask me to put a thousand dollars into a company that I love, like in their stock or whatever. I'll do it all day. Ask me to spend a thousand dollars on pretty much anything, on anything else. Anything I'll think about it. Food. I'll think about it for six months, but ask me to spend a thousand dollars on plants, which you have in your background. I'll do it all day. <laughs> I love my plants. Um, I, they're very important to me. I'm sort of like a plant whisperer. Oh, so is he. I love oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> We'll have to compare plant notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. Oh my gosh, Marissa. Thanks so much for coming on adulting. We so appreciate all your insight and just hearing from you. It's been really fun. Oh, thank you, Danielle and Andrew. Honestly, the pleasure is mine. I feel like we need to have a catch up call so I can hear everything about the two of you. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. Compare investment notes. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love that. World, take animals out of the food system, clean up, you know, land, forest, air, sky. It's all possible. Uh, couldn't agree more. Thank you again. And we'll be in touch. Thank you both so much. This was Bye. really <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Be sure to check out new episodes every Tuesday on just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. <laughs> it's like a bobcat. And subscribe, guys. We love you. Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here, so make sure you tune in for all the goods. Bye.